Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where this episode we have a way larger percentage of sex workers than normal. <laughs> My name is Mary. <laughs> and I'm Sarah. Oh, that's me. I'm Josh. Yeah, I just completely missed my cue because I was off being blackmailed. I'd like a quick uh, thank you to our Patreon members. Brendan Fillick, Captain America, Sheen Pye, Justin Ware, Jason Carter, Laura Bernheim, Brad Maholland, Anita Wren, and Kristen Carlano. Thank you, guys. You are our superstars. Thank you very much. Superstar! Superstar! Thank you, Molly Shannon. I love that. I'm 50. I can't wait till I'm 50. That seems like the list is growing there. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting. That means we're growing. We have exciting Patreon content out there, don't we? Yes, we do have exciting Patreon content. We have the book, Dallas, by Lee Raintree, where we have many, many... We're about, I feel like, halfway through that book. And we also have an interview with Larry Hagman, and we have... Is that the one, our, our that the one he did with Linda Gray, too? I believe so, yeah. Okay, so Linda's in there, too, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, And we have so many things coming up. I literally have a pile of things that I'm just waiting to upload one at a time. So um, if that extra content is something you're interested in... Pile out. of interviews, huh? Pile of interviews. And speaking of interviews, I had the pleasure of doing an After the Barbecue podcast today with Cherie J. Wilson. So cool. About the Yellow Rose Gala Foundation, which raises funds for MS research. So they have an event coming up April 15th, and you're going to hear all about it on the podcast. And possible idea for something in the fall that might involve the cast of Dallas. That would be exciting. And a certain ranch. We can't promise anything, but though. We can just say it's an idea. I, it's an idea. In the it's an idea that's, we're trying. It's an, it's an idea that's kicked around. And Mary and I are meeting up this weekend in Hartford, Connecticut at 90s Con. And I'm so fucking jealous. God. <laughs> and we, and, and are, are we both working it that Sunday? Yeah, we're both working. I am going to be working. Oh, my gosh. I should look up. The name of the booth. I am working at a friend of a friend's booth on Sunday that it, they make fanny packs, but on a hat. Oh. <laughs> I want a fanny pack. And yeah. we need to get slimed at the slime booth. You can get slimed? <gasps> I got slimed last year. We're getting slimed. How the fuck am I missing and, this one thing with and y'all? Then, y'all get to work and, we're, and get we're slimed posting. and get hat fanny packs. And I'm dressing 90s and, the whole I'm, time. I will... Uh, the close, uh, closest I can deal with right now is I have a, a Wayne's World shirt and a Wayne's World hat. So that's oh, there 90s. you go. I have literally yeah. uh, clothes I wore in the 90s still. Like uh, I have a used brownie uniform that I used to wear to the bar in college because that's where my name Girl Scout came from. And um, I bought one of those like um, sunflower dresses. I'm going to wear over like uh, a white oh, short sleeve shirt. Like the 90s sunflower, like baby doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one. Yeah. I got to find that picture. Yeah, it's going to oh, be so funny. I'm going to wear a bunch of baby barrettes. It's going to be so fun. I'm so mad at y'all. <laughs> I wish you could go. I know. What if I just showed up? Uh, you just show up, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm last minute staying at my friend's Airbnb, so that's pretty it's, exciting. It's, it's, it's uh, this. Wait a second. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like leaving Friday? Yeah. Oh, I really could have probably gone. Motherfucker. 
No, I couldn't. No, I couldn't. Never mind. That's why. Okay, go. Sorry. <laughs> yep. So you're traveling on Patrick Duffy's birthday, of all things. Yes. Yes. It, the Duff. Early in the morning. Okay. And I am coming in Saturday morning. And Sunday, I am actually got I d- signed up for volunteering. And I got assigned celebrity lines, which means I will be working at one of the celebrity tables. That'd be cool. And I, I have Omri Katz. And I, I, when I filled out the application, I, when asked about previous experience and all, I mentioned the working with Omri, good friend of mine, and flooded it with that information. And he said he's going to personally try to request me on Saturday for Sunday, so I could be at his table. So okay, so the booth I will be at is called Cap Sacks. Cap sacks, cap as opposed sacks. to nuts, as opposed to nut sacks, as opposed to <laughs> nut sacks. It's called Cap Sacks. And yeah, I will be working there um, and they're about 20 bucks a piece and they're in fluorescent colors. And um, I will definitely be working on Sunday, maybe Saturday. I'm not sure, but definitely Sunday because that's when they really need me. Right. Saturday, I could offer volunteer services, but um, I'm getting in a certain time and I thought that would be a good day to go around and do celebrity things and yeah. get slimed and stuff like that. Oh my gosh, and, get slimed. Um, I didn't know that was an option. I am so excited about that because I don't usually do, unless it's Priscilla Presley, I do not usually do like the celebrity pictures and stuff. But getting slimed, I might have to do that. Just like Christina. Uh, you can't do that on television. television. Yes. Oh, Christine. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking and Alistair love that show. always ending love up it. in front of the uh, firing squad. Yes, yes. But, um, you, you you will need a picture with Omri Katz, of course. Uh, yeah, I will definitely need a picture. Yeah. So Omri and I are the same age, so I feel like I have at least that in my favor. He, he he's May thirtieth, nineteen seventy six. What are you? Uh, January nineteenth, nineteen seventy six. Maybe oh. maybe if y'all go to dinner, you could just like Facetime me for like one minute. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Just like um, I'm he, like, hi, Omri. He was born the exact same day as my college boyfriend, whose birthday is also May thirtieth, nineteen seventy six. Which I always remember for some reason, and that's like a weird fact, but it's true. Isn't that funny how you remember stuff like that? Weird. I can't remember where my keys are right now, but I remember my college boyfriend's birthday. Yeah. Same here. Birthdays mm-hmm. and phone numbers. Yeah. And death days. I'm good with those Birthday, two. Birthdays and phone numbers. Oh, yes. Yes. Birthdays. Let's see. Patrick Duffy on Friday, the 17th. Leslie Ann Down on the 17th. Um, Steve Keneally was yesterday, the 14th. On March 21st, 1994, Dak Rambo passed away. So sad. Kathleen York, her birthday is uh, March 21st. Who did she play? She was a waitress that worked with Lucy at the Hot Biscuit. (laughs) Gotcha. The Hot Biscuit! (laughs) Sorry. When she was involved with Eddie Cronin. Oh, was she uh, Eddie's girlfriend? Yeah, the, the taller one. The tall, the tall girl. The tall, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the tall girl. Okay. I I always mix I always mix her and Laura Johnson up, who played um, Alan Beam's blonde girlfriend. Oh, I mean, it's a similar time. Yeah. What do we call Beamskin Rug? Beamskin. Yeah, the Beamskin. Yeah, <laughs> but I I have been watching Laura Johnson on Falcon Crest. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, nice. she's been on there. And Brenda Strong is going to be on the twenty fifth of March. Oh. Well, tonight we are talking about Season 6, Episode 2, 105 of the series, Where There's a Will, dot, dot, dot. 
It was written and directed by Leonard Katzman. It's a twofer. Um, And it aired (laughs) October 8th, 1982. And also on October 8th, 1982, the number one hit in the U.S. Billboard hit in the U.S. was Jack and Diane by John Cougar. Um, In the U.K., it was Past the Duchy by the musical Youth. Um, The number one film in the U.S. was An Officer and a Gentleman. A romantic drama starring Richard Gere, Deborah Winger, and Louis Gossett Jr. Born on this day, October 8th, 1982, are two actors. One is actress Amy Beth Hayes. She's a British actress, and you might know her from her roles as Kitty in Mr. Selfridge or Lucy in The Entire History of You. And then also Jake McLaughlin. He's an American actor and Iraq war veteran. He's known for CSI, Criminal Minds, Cloverfield, and the Valley of Elah. Um, and then died on this day, because, you know, births and deaths, was um, Fernando Lamas. He was an Ar- Argentinian-American actor, singer, and director. Often spoofed by Billy Crystal on Saturday Night Live. You look marvelous. Oh, is that who he was? Ah, yes. I always wondered who that was. Me the, too. Okay, in that, in that the father of Lorenzo Lamas? Oh, Fernando Lamas is the father of Lorenzo Lamas, yes. And on Dallas. And on Dallas. By the way, what is everybody drinking this evening? Because we do like to drink. I am drinking some uh, Black Box um, Cabernet Sauvignon. I'm drinking some Boda Box Pinot Grigio, low sugar. I started with uh, some shots of J.R. Bourbon, and I have moved on to sparkling cinnamon cider that is infused with THC. I yes, have I'm never getting... had one of those. I'm really curious to see how it works. I'll bring you some back from Vegas because Jody keeps them at her house. Huh. I mean, I would could probably like, look, but would I you d- like me to bring? Would you like me to bring some to the hotel? Sure. Can you bring is them in your suitcase? Yeah, you can bring it. You just can't fly with them, I think. I don't know. Uh, I I can bring it, and you you can we can okay. pour a little. And try I'm just it hoping it doesn't put me to sleep because a lot of times that stuff all it does is make me sleep. So hopefully oh, it does not. Then I, me too. And I better chug. I better chug. Tonight was the first appearance of Alice Herson as Miss Ellie's best friend Mavis Anderson, a role she would reprise throughout the series. She played Ellen's mother on Ellen. Um, she appeared on the soap operas One Life to Live and General Hospital. She appeared as the first lady in the Peter Sellers movie Being There and the 1980 sitcom When the Whistle Blows with Dallas guest star Noble Willingham, who I have to look up because I don't know who Noble Willingham played. But she was cast um, as Mavis because she worked with Michael Priest on When the Whistle Blows, and he suggested her to Leonard Katzman. And the episode was number two for the week, and it's the only mention of Harv Smithfield's daughter, Harriet. It's Um, the only mention of her? Yes. Fern Fitzgerald, though she had no scenes with Alice Herson, was very happy that Alice joined the cast because she made a friend for life with her, believe it or not. They met on a flight to Dallas, and it was her first time, and she saw Fern reading the script. And she said, oh, are you on Dallas? And Fern thought it was just another fan who was going to ask a lot of questions. But by the time they got to their hotel rooms, they were fast friends. And they continue to talk about that to this day, believe it or not, because Alice is still alive. And I have an old interview with her that never got posted on Ultimate Dallas, so we might be uh, posting that up. 
Pam's pep talk to Cliff indicated a very strong sibling relationship. A TV Guide reporter noted that when visiting the set once, there was an exchange between Ken and Victoria that really undermined the picture of sibling harmony because Ken could not take her eyes off of her sumptuous bosom. Gross. Victoria said, am I ever going to see anything but your eyelids? (laughs) (laughs) So... So we open on Jr. Uh, struggling with a tie in his bedroom. <laughs> yeah, and then Harv like, calls hmm. from Houston. Harv, old Harv, old Harv, and he's basically like, Jr. You're stalking me. I'm in Houston. What do you want? <laughs> so we gotta meet. We gotta meet. Uh, uh, so he says, "All right, five o'clock at the office. Can you get there?" Yeah. And you know what I've always noticed about Harv or George O'Petri, a petri dish as I call him, the little. Glasses that he wears that don't have. I love those. I love them. They're so they just like hang on the, old. They fashioned. just hang on the nose. Yeah. They just hang on the nose. They fit him perfectly. His character for some reason. Yes. So good. And I love when he takes them off when he's making a point. Oh, he's yeah, just like, yeah. You know, he's serious yeah. when he takes off his glasses. And he does it all the time. Like I've noticed that too. Mm-hmm. Like, are, are those still in style or no? No, they're not. Well, they in should. Style. They should be. We they should bring them back. We should bring them back. Mm-hmm. That's right. In fact, bring back that loving feeling. <laughs> um, so we cut to Dallas Memorial, where Cliff seems a little bit better, but he's just so tired. He is very tired. He's Afton's helping him drink. I believe. I hope it's only water, and not not Texas water, as <laughs> we as we call it, the uh, Texas tea. Texas tea. <laughs> and Pam comes in. Yeah, she's says there that, to like quote unquote cheer him up. But I don't think she really does. <laughs> I say she doesn't. She's not very good at pep talks. No, no. He he doesn't shiver get when um when he's told that Bobby's in charge now and Jr's out at Ewing Oil. Yeah, no, yeah. doesn't care. He doesn't give he, a fuck. He's just like whatever. They're all the same. A Ewing is a Ewing is a Ewing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is a Barnes. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then can't. Kicks like everyone out of the room and then yep. like nicely kicks them out of the room. But she's like, Hey, you guys should go get something to drink, whatever. So she kicks him out and then she just unleashes on Cliff and is just kind of a dick. It's like harsh love, tough love. Well, sometimes you need that kick in the ass to get back on, like when Bobby dragged JR in front of the mirror. Oh, I mean, yeah, he didn't need that. So Pam needed to do that to Cliff to get him off of his. Botox. Yeah. She wasn't wrong in a lot of what she said, but she, she was wasn't harsh. wrong. It was a little harsh, though. I mean, he literally just tried to kill himself. So maybe, you know. But also, I think she's it, scared and she's she's reacting out of fright. She doesn't want him to do again. Yeah, yeah. but she's just not a good pep talker, or I don't know. <laughs> right. She's just not. Should, I mean, she go, should she go around giving motivational, uh, I'm sorry, as you call it, Mary, sports ball speeches? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. She says, when we were kids, I thought you were the most wonderful thing there was. And he's like, e- and, and now? And she's like, and now I know. Now I think you're a piece of crap. No, no. <laughs> I just know you're human, which is, oof. Okay. All right. Now I want to fucking kill well, you. Well, Billy Joel said, you're only human. You get your second win. Yeah. And hopefully he gets his second win and gets out of the hospital. Hopefully. And gets back hopefully. to biz, biz, hmm And then we cut to Ewing Oil, Bobby's office, and he has a department heads come in for a meeting. Yeah. And this is what some people find boring, just the business side of things. It's the businessing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but essentially they want him to cut production and refineries by 30%. And he says no more than 25% and try to keep everybody employed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they also, the the refinery too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cutting at the refinery too. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then Donna rides out to meet Ray in the South Fork pasture. And I, I don't know where my head was at for a minute, but I was watching and I couldn't tell riding in. I'm going, that's not Lucy. She can't be on a horse. Oh, yeah. She's Charlene Preggers. So. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but then I, got, I was like, oh, it's Donna. Of course. Yeah. Donna. Donna rides that horse. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You've gotten a letter from your Aunt Lillian Trotter. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds like she's saying rye, like rye bread. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and um, his quote-unquote daddy has had come back to town where Aunt Lillian is and last year, and he's taken ill, and he's been in the hospital, and those medical bills are, are racking up, and they can't really afford him anymore. Right. I'm sure the health insurance is crap. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, they had to move him to the charity ward or whatever, so I feel like he— So you could say he's a charity case. I mean, yeah, like, uh, quite literally, quite literally, yeah. They're, oh, by the way, they're they're in Emporia, Kansas. Now, is that a real t- place, Emporia, or is this made up? I don't know. I'll, I'll look right now. I'm, oh, you'll Emporia look, okay. is real. I don't know what's there. But yeah, I've heard of it before. Maybe it's not Kansas, though, but I, I have heard of Emporia somewhere. Yeah, Emporia, Kansas. It's a place. Yep. It's It's like south of Topeka. Yeah, that's why I know it because my my sister in law lives in Kansas, Topeka. Be, okay, so it's between Wichita and Topeka. That's exactly where she lives. Maybe that's why I've heard it. What's the name of it? Emporia. That might be where she lives. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Maybe she lives by Aunt Lil. Maybe. Maybe oh. she lives close to Aunt Lil. <laughs> I'm gonna kill the dog. Oh Lil, you're quite the pill. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this dog. So, he said Amos Krebs is going to haunt him, right, forever and ever. And yeah, ever. they're like. He, so she's asking for money. She's like, I wouldn't ask you for money, but we literally don't have it, and he is your daddy because she doesn't <laughs> know that he's not his daddy, obviously. And so he's like, okay. She doesn't know that Margaret was getting bopped by Jack. No, no, she no, she didn't. Do we know is Lillian then? Margaret's sister, maybe, then, or was it uh, I, Amos's? Maybe it's Amos's sister. sister. Maybe I've I've always gone on the assumption that it's Amos's sister because I don't know that it was ever discerned. Um, yeah, yeah. Pay attention in a couple episodes. Pay attention in a couple episodes for sure. Uh, yeah. But and it makes we'll more see, sense we'll if see. it's Amos's sister since she's actually like paying. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. what what. What reason would Margaret's sister have to pay? Other than like, yeah, being loyal to the to the memory of her sister, right? So, yeah, yeah. But he was a drunk, right? He was a drunk. He wasn't my daddy. Jack Ewing was my He's daddy. He's a loser. He's a loser. He's a Barnes. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we cut to Harv, and he introduces Jr. to his n- brand new son-in-law. John Baxter, who looks very young, by the way. Like, this kid looks like he's 21 years old. Yeah. And how old are they saying he is in it? They didn't say. But he's newlywed to Harv's 
never referred to before and never referred to again, daughter Harriet. Right. And he must be fresh out of law school. So he has to be older than 21, but it doesn't look it. He introduces JR to John, and then JR immediately kicks John out of the room because he wants to talk to Harv alone. Right. And JR is going to get the bell by the end of this scene. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Tell, Tell them why, Mary. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. He wants to see his dad's will. And Harv's like, mm, I can't do that because um, he added a codicil when he was in South America. And it makes it so that it can't be seen by anyone before it's read before the entire family. And Jared's like, well, mm. yeah, I don't care. Show it to me. Yeah. So show it to me. And he's like, yeah, but I can't do that. And he's like, yeah, but show it to me anyway. And he's like, look, I am loyal, mostly to your dad's memory. Like he was my buddy. We, we've been friends since before you were born. My loyalties to him. I'm not doing it. You weren't even an itch in daddy's pants. Okay. Right. So JR <laughs> pretends to understand and says, okay, I appreciate your loyalty. All right. Yeah. Good job. Harv. But good I job. wouldn't trust that. You never trust JR as far as you can throw him. No, 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 no. So then Sue Ellen goes to see Cliff in the hospital. Um, boy, boy, this is a scene. Yeah, she's all dressed in white, like very pure. Who, first of all, who all wears all white all the time? And you know what? My favorite episode, she's wearing all white. You know what I'm talking about? Swan song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, Pam wore white a lot. Ugh. And then it switched to be Jenna. Jenna wore a lot of white later. Also. Yeah, she did, didn't she? Mm-hmm. A lot of white. But, but Jenna didn't have a poodle perm. Didn't have what? True. A poodle, a poodle perm. perm. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's not... I would say you might call her perm that she had in like 1988 one. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. <laughs> the, wait, in 88? That was that real, real ugly spiral one, right? It's like, it's like right before she left. In it. Yeah, it was a spiral yeah, one. Yeah, like even her bangs were... Yeah, done and t- you. That's awful. It, it wasn't awful. good. It, was, it wasn't good. Yeah. But it it still wasn't a poodle perm. It wasn't a poodle perm, though. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't a mullet like Swellen has. So. Yeah. After yeah. those mistakes, the producer said, no, you can't do that. No, no more mullets. <laughs> no more mullets. Yeah. No more getting your hair cut in between scenes. Yeah. Stop. Stop Although it. Priscilla, got, Priscilla got in trouble for, uh, you know. Dang it. So Sue Ellen asks how he is, and he does. He makes a statement that is very much on par with my my deceased grandfather, who said, "I'm alive." <laughs> I'm alive. Funny story. I wish uh, my grandfather a happy birthday on his ninety fourth birthday, and I said, "Happy birthday, Grandpa! How are you?" And he said, "Still alive." <laughs> it's like on South Park. Yeah, that's me, Billy. I'm your grandpa. I'm alive. <laughs> Everybody was Billy, yeah. even though he didn't know his kid's name. <laughs> Sue Ellen is basically assuaging her. She's telling him that she's guilty. She feels guilty. Yeah. Yep. She admits that she didn't actually realize how deep his feelings for her were. And, um, and she actually literally thought that he was using her. Wait, because I think that's because she was using him and she thought that it was kind of what it was. And so she didn't really realize. And now she now she does. Right. That's Yeah, but he's just like he's in his little depressive state. He doesn't care. But don't you think though, for a little bit, just an inkling, he was using her. 
I, mean, I, I know think, that he loves her, and I liked them together, actually, but... I think at the very beginning, he was using her, and then he caught feelings for her for real. <laughs> he caught and, feelings. I love that phrase. <laughs> and then I think it was just... I mean, because he's not in a very good emotional state to begin with. Right. I think she was just... He... I mean... I honestly don't think it was the actual Sue Ellen. I think he built Sue Ellen to be this person in his head and he was projecting all the things onto her. So it was like his version of Sue Ellen that he was in love with. And I think if they had ended up together, I think that would have been an amazing storyline, but I definitely don't think it would have lasted. I think it would lasted like a season and then something huge happens right. and it was a big, yes. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because he is always going to be obsessed with, Going after Jr. That yes, that's his number one. Thing. Yeah, that trumps any. Oh, I hate that word. That will override any of his relationships. Yeah, for sure, it will. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. He doesn't think that they can be friends because you know, just go back to South Fork, go back to Jr., start your life, blah blah blah. Yeah, because he asked if she's if he she's still planning on marrying Jr. and she's like, ah, I don't know, I'm not really sure. I'm not, I'm confused. And he's like, well, you don't have to worry about me. I'm leaving. And she's like, but we could hang out. And he's like, what is friends? No way. <laughs> okay. How about friends with benefits? Well, <laughs> yeah, but would you know. really want to hang out with somebody that you just like pretty much were like, oh my God. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's definitely it's like, you it's like want a to bad breakup. The, yeah. Like you want to remain in their life because you care about them. But at the same time, you're like, but. It's going to make it weird. Yeah. It's going to make it weird and. Awkward and hard. So, yep. yeah. Yes. And then he tells her how little he's feeling about himself right now. And that I just wrote poor Cliff. Because I think he really does have a lot of like low self esteem stuff happening right now. Yeah. Especially after he's... that big ass pep talk from his sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't help. Jesus, didn't help. man. And then JR uh, at South Fork calls John Baxter, the young guy, to quote unquote, get to know him better, which is, I don't know. I think that's a little sus, but they're going to meet for lunch tomorrow at the uh, Cirrus room at 1 p.m. And then he calls somebody else to tell them to meet him there at 1.05 p.m. at the Cirrus room. Da, da, da. Sounds like JR's got something going. Uh-huh. Devious plan. Mwah! As Melanie <laughs> would say if she was with us tonight. Yeah. Melanie is off delivering money to Emporia, Kansas. Yes, yes, Emporia. On behalf of of a Ray. Yeah. Yes. Rye. Rye. So uh, JR's not the only one setting up a lunch uh, time thing. Sue Ellen sets up a noon lunch meeting with Afton at Gardner Puffs Restaurant. That's a strange name. I've not heard of that one. And surprisingly, Afton does agree to show up for this uh, lunch. I. I hope nobody ends up wearing their lunch because that the tension between Afton and Sue Ellen could lead to a um, food flying, as it were. The tension between them is very high. It is very high. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, a drink in the face, maybe a slap across the face. Or- right. I that was on both sides. Like I think ballsy of Sue Ellen to make the call, and ballsy of. Uh- Afton to accept it. They're both like, ooh. So back to Rye. 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 Ray decided he's going to send the money to Aunt Lil and just be done with Amos Krebs. And mm-hmm. that's 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 the yeah. long and short of it. Yeah. Right, and I think that's a good option. Yeah. Don't start any small town drama. 
He doesn't want to lie. Just send Living money and be in a lonely world. And, you know, <laughs> it's the right thing to do as well, I think. Yes. Let's go to lunch. Yeah, okay. Wait. The ladies meet. Let's go to lunch. Dun, dun, dun. Lunch. Afton has ordered Sue Ellen coffee because Afton, because Afton remembers shit and is super smart, uh, remembers that Sue Ellen doesn't drink. So she ordered her, she ordered her coffee. That's actually a surprisingly cordial move. Uh, it's a yeah, very cordial I mean, move. It's, yeah, that's very. She did a good job. Good job, yeah. Afton. Yeah. Snaps for you, Afton. Yeah. Afton gets the snaps, and Jr. gets the bell earlier for yeah trying for sure. to tell Harv to uh, yeah. And what does Sue? She apologizes to Afton about uh, yeah. This I was shocked and so proud of Sue Ellen in this moment. Like, I don't know if I've ever been more proud of Sue Ellen than this, in this moment where she, like, has some clarity and she apologizes to Afton for all the pain that she caused. And she, and Afton was like, oh, okay, well, I was kind of worried that you wanted to meet me to tell me that uh, you wanted him back. And uh, Sue Ellen is like, uh, she's like, I'm just worried about him. She's like, I don't, I don't, I care about him, but I don't love him. And I think you actually do love him and you're good for him. So I want you to be with him and be happy. And that is so and stand, big. Stand up. And, and, and she wants her to do a Tammy Wynette and stand by your man. Yeah. Yeah. Sue Ellen. I'm just, I'm going to give her a round of applause. Like that is. Uh, I know. Sue Ellen. Sue Ellen, was, who, I love Sue Ellen, but she often is a little cringe when it comes to other women. And how especially apologizing. Them. Yes, uh, and she, she's grown so, a lot in the last couple of seasons. Was she, she, she really reading has. a book? Was she reading a book by Doctor Elby the night before? Perhaps <laughs> I don't. Know, maybe, maybe I don't know. But I'm well, very proud of her. That, yeah, and it it got me thinking that you know a lot of people will say, oh, the series is about the Ewings and the Barneses and Jr. and this and that. What if the Real story of Dallas is the journey of Sue Ellen Ewing. The friends we, we, made, we made along the way. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the journey of Sue Ellen. She, she's, she's there at the beginning. Yeah. She is there in 2014 at the end. And we've seen her growth. What if that is the real story of what Dallas is all about? I mean, I would totally read that doctoral thesis if someone wrote it, for sure. So. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to ask Linda, I'm going to propose that to Linda Gray, that what if her character was really the main character? I mean, she was on almost the entire time, right? She was only gone the last two seasons? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was pretty much, a, she was pretty much there, you know. Right. She was there at the beginning, she was there at the end, and we saw her growth as a, of course, you could also say the same for Bobby coming in as from being a playboy to becoming the patriarch of the family. I I mean, I feel like Dallas started as one thing and became a whole other thing and about so many other things that even the people who made it didn't plan on it being. So. I, I think right. you're right. That would be a good discussion topic one day. Um, oh, and she so uh, also Afton asked her if she's going to marry Jr. again and she confides that she is both worried about what will happen if she marries JR and what will happen if she does not marry JR. And they compare the two Cliff and JR as uh, the unattainable is what they're always after. And she really doesn't know what she's going to do. She wishes yeah. Afton happiness because yeah. she knows she hasn't found it. Yeah. 
That was a very adult scene. It's such a, one of the most adult scenes so far in the show, honestly. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And then going back to not being adult. <laughs> exactly. Let's go to, let's go to the so, other now, one. Go back to the other end. JR meets with John. And they're talking, and oh. Who's that? That's JR's uh, entertainment coordinator. <laughs> entertainment coordinator. Serena? Yes. Oh, they accidentally <laughs> run into her, and they're like, oh, join us at our table. Yeah, well, I'm I'm in the middle of a I've divorced, and I'm I'm not getting my set. Well, yeah, keep shoveling it on. It's just I just wasn't meant to be lonely at nights. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and then you can tell that he's falling for it, the guy, because he's literally <laughs> like, 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 basically just like fucking her with his eyes, and he's like, I can't imagine you would be lonely at night. So fucking creepy. It's gross. Excuse, excuse me. Harriet is waiting at home. Of course, with a name like Harriet. I wouldn't, be going home. I wouldn't Harriet. be going home to a Harriet. Harriet the spy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then Jared's like, "Oh, are you, are, are you dating again?" And she's like, "Well, I would like to date again, but there's just no eligible men." <laughs> Okay. Um, Where it is. (laughs) And then weird, JR gets an emergency call from work and he has to leave and he has to bail. And I feel like this is what we need to refer to as a classic JR move. Mm. Yep. Yep. Let's get, let's have John get his, John Baxter get out his nope rope. His danger noodle for Serena. And then we cut to Christopher uh, crying in his crib. And Lucy's just st- sitting in the room, like, staring at him like a creeper. Mm-mm. Just looking at you through those crazy eyes. Who have shifted from Pam to mm-hmm, Lucy. Mm-hmm. And then Pam comes in, and then she confides her whole situation to Pam in tears. She's eight weeks pregnant and doesn't they know what to do. They the A word again. She's abortion. thinking, right? Pam's like, "You're not thinking about having an abortion, are you?" And she's we like, "We want to steal another baby." I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. And she's like, "That was bad. Sorry." Like, I don't really. I know, but you can see where can Pam's you, coming give, from in that because can Pam's Sarah like, get the bell for that one? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Christopher got a good home, you know. He hey. did. He did. Whatever. Um. So Pam's concerned she's she's like subtly trying to talk her out of it she's like i hope you're not considering that and lucy's like i really don't want to deal with it so i it's the only thing i can think of that would make any of this well work welcome to the after school special <laughs> i mean yeah. Mm. yeah 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 and so she just makes her promise not to rush into it and then so that's all we know hmm. she doesn't have any other choice though yeah she doesn't want to carry a rapist's baby. I mean, that's, that's fair. That I mean, it wasn't I, her. Yeah, I get, I get it. Everybody, ha- you know. Yeah, but I no, see no, Pam. I mean, like I had a hard time having a baby, and you're going to do this, and right, I see no, that. I can see, I can see Pam's like, like, well, you could give it home, and then she's like, I don't want to have to go through the like being pregnant's hard. I don't want to have to go through nine months and like become attached to part of my rapist. You know. Yeah. Right. And you're putting the rapist's genes out into the world in another generation. <laughs> There's that, too. You don't know don't the mental health that, issues. That, the genes that, yeah. and the corduroys yeah, and the right. dungarees. Yeah. Yeah. And the khakis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a concern. 
Um, so yeah, it's a you concern. Can see why, <laughs> it's a concern. So you can see why and Lucy's like, I would love to have a kid. Like, I think that that's something I would like to do. Which, Just not right now. Spoiler. That makes me sad because Lucy never has a kid. But, um. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that is a legitimate thing. I mean, we just want, Lucy, you should know that being a a rapist is not a genetic thing necessarily, that it's not passed down to a baby. Right. Well, we probably not. A lot of mental health issues can be. Some people are just Uh, sick individuals, uh, I think. Right. Uh, No, uh, it's got to be in your brain. Some of them are the spawn. Some of them are the spawn of Satan. I think it's like I honestly after after watching so much true crime drama and podcasts, being being the expert I now am, not really, but I would say yes, we it's are. a combination. Yes, we are. It's it's a combination of nature and nurture together to create yeah. the monster. So right, yeah, yes, um, and yeah. We ha- we have. Cliff is waiting for a wheelchair very impatiently. Yeah, he wants to get that, the fuck yeah, out that, of there. Yeah, but it's fucking annoying because they won't let you walk because it gets policy. And I you're know, like, hurry so the weird. fuck up. I can roll right. faster than this. Right. Yeah. Shit. It's yeah. like they're walk it's like they're doing the, the green mile. You know, they're walking the green mile. If they wheel <laughs> you out wah, 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 wah. And Rebecca's like, Hey, why don't you come stay with me for a while? And Cliff's like, you just want me to come stay with you so I won't kill myself again. And she's like, Well, yeah, but She wants mm. to make it up to him and he goes he said he got what he deserved. I know. Uh. Hate That's it. horrible. Hate Don't be it. a fucking asshole. I mean, mm. you got what you deserve. No, you had some problems. You made a fucking mistake, and don't be a fucking asshole. Sorry. Right. But he's rather chipper to get out of there. You notice? Yes, I mean, he's I would be too. Yeah. He's probably been like pawned on the whole time and just like, ugh. Get these people away from me so mm-hmm. I can. He just wants some my, peace and quiet. I want to yeah, eat yeah, my I'm, cold Chinese food and watch porn or something. Yeah, he just wants to like, TV. That's all he wants. Be like left alone for a while. Yeah, totally. Um, and then we cut to Ellie riding her stationary bike with a with new the license, license plate. plate. That's fucking awesome. I, I mean, that it. just put a big that just put a big happy plus on that. Well, we, a smile we, we on know, my face. We know we know what somebody's giving this episode a Ewing license plate on a stationary. Uh, I didn't even think of that. That's a good. That's a good idea. <laughs> Oh. oh man! Um, and then Sue Ellen arrives uh, just as Ellie has completed her third pass through Texas. Jesus! Now, Teresa has never made a bologna sandwich in her life. Is it? I don't. Okay. Right. Number one, bologna is a southern thing. Fried bologna is a really southern thing. And if you live in Texas, you've made a fucking bologna or fried bologna sandwich. Just want to tell you. But then again, she's hasn't had the same face. Uh, for more than a, a few episodes or a season at a time. So uh, some information could be lost along the way That's there true. because of the And I feel like she changes door. names in the 2000s and they call her Carmen. Like Francesca. <laughs> yeah. There was a Francesca at one point. So Soelle's come to pick up John Ross to go visit Southern Cross because she wants to go there and like think about her life and what she's going to do. And, right, which um, Crosby Stills and Nash sang about in their song, The Southern yeah. Cross. Um, it's not about then, a boat. 
<laughs> Ellie is like, well, why don't you just leave John Ross here while you do that? And she's like, no, no, no. He's my kid. I'm going to take him. And she's like, no, I really have become attached to him. Please don't take him. And it was awkward for a second. And then uh, so yeah. I was like, uh, okay, I guess I'll leave him then. Okay. That's, that's kind of weird. It was. And then like and she- at the end, Ellie had this weird, like, like pause on her face. Like, okay. Whoa. And then Sue Ellen goes in the house. Mm-hmm. She doesn't turn around, get in the car, and drive away. She goes in the house. Yes. Uh, well, I think she's going to see John Ross, is my assumption. Right. And see, inspect the bologna, the bologna sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. 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 Yes. And I, we were, I was expecting to see Tyler Banks in this, but we did not. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Because there was no macaroni and cheese available on set that day. Or grapes. <laughs> or grapes. Yes. So Bobby comes to work next morning, or maybe that morning, that morning, and finds this guy named Carl and a lady named Millie Laverne waiting for him, which he's not very enthused is, about. Is, is Carl's last name Shirley? That way you have Laverne and Shirley? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good there, Rest Josh. In, Rest in peace, Cindy Williams. Ba-dum-bum. And you can tell Bobby's uh, not uh, enthused to see him. He's like, uh, hey, Carl. He, <laughs> he, he Carl. even goes and tells Phyllis to call and say that the accounting department meeting is being, he'll be late a few minutes. And he's and so he obviously like, lying. He's so like, and then, like, wink, wink. <laughs> and she's like, oh, wink, wink, say no more, say no more. The the meeting, right? Wink, wink. I'll I'll do that. <laughs> you can tell this guy is um, provides women just just by looking at him. He's like a sleaze. Yeah. So it becomes apparent quite clearly that he is. I believe. I actually don't know if we officially call them this these days, but I would call back in the day. We would call him a pimp. That's the only name I know. It's um, it's a John. (laughs) And Millie. His name is Carl. I know. Carl. Hey, Carl. Carl. Hey, Carl. Carl, get in the house. So Millie runs a place called the Blue Onion, and the drinks are on her, but I thought they were on Bonnie. (sighs) Not at the Blue Onion. Oh. The fuck, the Blue Blue Onion? Onion. Blue Onion. Drinks are on me, Bobby. Wink, wink. Bobby just laughs. He's like, okay. Okay. Is he going to do navel shots? Um, Maybe. I feel like Bobby in the past 100% would have. Back in the days when he and Carl were getting booze, broads, and booty. Right. Just, I I feel like I don't even want to know what Bobby was doing in the 70s. Mm Mm-mm. What? I I don't want to know. Why aren't you... A little of that disco porn music. Oh, totally. Oh, <laughs> like some mustaches. <laughs> Gross. Well, you um, saw those moves he was cutting dirt with Pam at the, uh, I did, the disco. I did. Oh, my God. The disco tech is my it's favorite. Like disco. <laughs> disco tech. Right. And Pam in that tight white sweater and the, that booty getting moved around there. Ooh, All yeah. the booty. Ooh. All the booty. Oh, yeah. yeah. Booze, broads, and booty, booty, booty. Not pirate's booty, which you get at your local supermarket. Mm, I love pirate's booty. I do too. I prefer pirate's booty, thank you. <laughs> yeah, because we don't want Carl the booty that Carl's providing, because Bobby doesn't want that anymore. So we cut to John. He just slept with Serena. 
Totally. And then we hear the door, and JR comes in, and he is he is shocked because he's a believer in the sanctity of marriage. Sanctity of marriage. <laughs> like, geez. Okay, and the Academy Award goes to J.R. Ewing. <laughs> Sadly, it did not go to Austin Butler, but that's another story. Mm. But it did go to Jamie Lee Curtis, which I was really excited about because she's my girl. Angela Bassett wasn't too excited. Uh, that about. was good. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to piss off Tina Turner's uh, movie double. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Jr. like, I believe in sanctity marriage, and uh, then he says the line, like my daddy used to say, "Where there's a way, there's a will." <laughs> As opposed to where there's a will, oh, there's, there's a, way. a way. Yeah. We're gonna start hearing all these supposed things that Jock Ewan said that we never heard Jim Davis. <laughs> never heard him say one. ever. Yeah, we just heard him say business all the time. Business. Business. I am Takapa. <laughs> Takapa. You mean uh, with the, those women? Uh, they should be making watercress sandwiches. Uh, oh, those women sandwiches. <laughs> the jock cop. Oh, jock. Oh, no. So then we get to Southern Cross, uh, where Sewellen has awoken early to go on a, a ride by herself. On a horse, not a motorcycle, folks. Yes, a horse and, rides. Mm. Right. And not a mechanical bull like they do with Billy Bob's. Oh, we have to go to Billy Bob's and have a yes. tour of the Fort Worth stockyards. Yes. But um, it's so much fun. That ride apparently made Sue Ellen ravenous because she's very hungry. Yes. And, and then would uh, not mind and, if she stayed there permanently with the lonely yeah. old man. Clayton's like, why don't you just move in here? And she's like, I don't know, maybe that's that's it's a great, you know, thing. And I'm like, what about her living? She's living on her own. What is wrong with that? She's doing great. Why are like she's go- now all of a sudden the choice is back between her living at Southern Cross and living at South Fork? Like she has her own place. And why is she even questioning that? That's what drives me crazy. She was doing so right. fucking good. She's doing great. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. One like step it. up and two steps back. Yeah, yeah, yes. And I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Right. She I mean, does she that just a lot. Had- she just had that scene with Afton where she had grown. Yes. And now, and now she's doubting herself. And it's like, no, you're just so good. But this is also a Leonard Katzman written episode. And, you know, we know how Larry thinks. Right. So now we learn what JR really wants from John Baxter. Yeah. I want a cup. I want to see my daddy's will. Mm-hmm. While he's day drinking. <laughs> Yes. Hey, nothing wrong I'm with just, day drinking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just day drinker. Um, yeah, he trades base, basically his secrecy about the affair um, for for seeing the codicil late at night. And so if they were just married, then that would not go over well with Harriet. No. Like, what the hell is – I mean, I don't feel bad for John. There's a lot of the people that Jair goes after that I legit feel bad for. I don't feel bad for this John guy. At all. Right. They're, they're, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised there weren't three sets of hands on the wedding cake. His, hers, and the divorce lawyer. So then we cut to Marilee. She goes to see Cliff at his house and offers him a job. Well, that's still the apartment. Or the apartment. Well, it's a house. It's a house apartment. Apartment yeah. house. And she wants him to come work for her. And he's kind of like, do I look stupid to you? And she's just like, no, I'm being serious this time, Cliff. 
And I feel like I'm for her, cereal. It's a, come on, it's the boy who cried wolf for Mary Lee. You know, like, dude, you can only use that story so many times. Um, yeah, she's like flip flopped every time the wind blows. She's yeah, yeah, you can't. You cannot blame him for not trusting you. And then we cut to Pam. She's visiting Lucy in her room, and Pam has taken the initiative continuing, to set up- continuing to shield Charlene from. Yes. Her baby bump. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We shoot her mostly from like just the head up. And, Dr. Um, Grosvenor, who delivered Lucy. Yeah. Yep. That's a trivia question coming, folks. What was the name of the doctor that delivered Lucy as a baby? Write that down. That is that dumbass that gives out the sedatives. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so Pam's like, uh, you know, I know that you haven't completely decided, but basically if you decide to go through with having an abortion, um, I want you to also see a therapist at the same time, which is really excellent advice. Yeah. And and Lucy's like, why, why would I need that? It's like the baby's not in my head. And she's like, because they're going to make it so that you can, you know, figure it'll be easier to figure things out. Yeah. About Roger, who's not the first Roger that she's known. Oh, it was the Roger. It was the Roger that blackmailed her after she tried to accuse her teacher of. What's his name, Roger? Mm. Too. Yes, I think it was. Oh God, she has bad luck with Rogers. Mm-hmm. Roger on that. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> oh boy! Hi, hi, hi. So then Ellie invites Bobby to lunch, which is nice. They haven't done this in a million years. And then they run yep, into Punk and Mavis. He, he's, gl- he, he's glad that JR is out of you. Well, he's going to do, he's going to keep him out of there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and luck, Ellie's like, luck. yeah. Yeah. Mm, it's not going to happen. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. What's JR going to do? Become an astronaut? <laughs> <laughs> So they run into Punk and Mavis, and basically Punk and Ellie just apologize to each other for their last encounter about the oil baron's ball where he asked her to go, and she freaked out. And he's like, I'm sorry for, you know, I didn't know how you felt about Jock being quote-unquote missing. And then she's like, uh, no, I'm sorry for freaking out. Um, you know, I've, I've, I realize now that he's never coming back, and my bad— and they make up, and and they uh, celebrate with champagne. Right, and Mavis wants to go shopping, and he he wants her. I, I love Punk telling them to bring the bring the finest champagne. We got something to celebrate. Yeah, and Bobby's like, but, but I really want, wanted want, that scotch. He yeah. really wants Ellie to get back with your friends because your yeah. friends care about you. Yeah, exactly. Basically, hang and out Mavis again. Wants to, Mavis wants to go shopping again, which seems to be a stereotypical women thing to do when it, you don't know what to do with a woman. Right. Leonard Katzman will just send them shopping. Just be like, we'll go shop, we'll go out to lunch, or we'll go shopping. You know those <laughs> ladies, what those ladies like. Last scene. John brings the will to JR late at night. Which is one of the thickest documents I've ever say, seen. In how my much shit is in there? Huge. Yeah. Like how like how I, much shit did he have to like leave to people? It looks like the novel of War and Peace that Charlie <laughs> Brown had to read over New Year's. Seriously. It's ginormous. <laughs> ginormous, yes. Yeah. Even but, even the dog agrees. <laughs> but the codicil, which which he says, you know, if you just want to skip to that, it's the last two pages, is handwritten. 
because I guess he hand wrote it in South America. And and you could kind of see handwriting if you look closely. You yeah. Instead of yeah. typing. Yeah, yeah. We don't know. We we're not privileged enough to know what it says. But Jr. just says, "Thank you, Daddy. Thank you." And then looks up, and then freeze frame. Cutscene. Drink. Scene. It's freeze frame on Jr. So we just drink once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am going to give this episode. 4.45 bourbons because it's good, but it's got some stuff. Um, and a letter from Aunt Lil. I'm going to give it 3.75 bourbons and a really bad pep talk from Pam. <laughs> yeah, it was things kind of moved, but they didn't move. It was just kind of one of those yeah. formulaic episodes that gets like a 4.25. Yeah. And as I brought up earlier, a Ewing license plate on a stationary bike. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yep. I was waiting to see if anyone stole it because otherwise I would have said a really thick, oversized will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. I... Uh, something I did not actually bring up before is uh, we were talking about, we obviously mentioned 90s Con coming mm-hmm. up this weekend yes, in Hartford. This weekend. Obviously, we, there's Chiller at the end of April down yes. in New Jersey. Yes, which we will be there. Linda Gray will be there. Mario Delacasa will be there. And Priscilla Presley. And Rami Zada, who played Johnny Dancer, will be there. Cool. And um, Amy Yasbeck, who played Jamie's friend in Los Angeles in a few episodes. Also, John Ritter's widow will be there. And uh, someone from the new series, uh, Jason London. But. At the end of June, you got time to plan. If you're anywhere near Burbank, the Hollywood show has Joan Van Ark. Deborah Renard is going to be there. Donna Mills. And I mentioned Donna Mills because she is a Ewing-in-law. And Michelle Lee was originally supposed to be there, but she had to cancel. So, And Barbara Carrera will be there. Angelica Nero. Angelica Nero. Angelica. And, and what was her name? Her. What was her alias when she returned to the country? Oh, God. Andre, Andrea Barrett. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. That's, that's a deep cut. Question. Yeah. So keep your eyes up for those appearances, and I'm sure there are other things that are going to be coming up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if So if you're going to be at 90s Con or Chiller in New Jersey, send us a message on um, our Facebook or our Instagram or our email address, which is theewingbbq at gmail.com, and let us know, and then we can totally meet up with you. And I don't know, go have a drink, take some pictures. Take some pictures. Talk Chad some Dallas. shit. <clears throat> Chat Dallas. Sorry. Like, just be nerds together. Like, that would be really cool. Yes. We'd, love, we'd love to meet you guys. So, like, let us know if that's something that you are around to do, because we would really like to meet you. I would too. Everybody would. We, we all would. Yes. I couldn't get it out. Sorry. Right. You're gonna, we're going to, so at 90s Con and also Chiller because all four of us will be at Chiller. Yeah, all four oh, of yes. us. Yeah, mostly uh, Chiller. Think about and it's in New Jersey. Yes. So uh, if you, even if you're not going to Chiller, but you're around New Jersey, like maybe we could meet at a bar or something. So I don't yes. know. Just send us a message. If we're in New Jersey, that means my second personality gets to come out. My Jersey. Oh. No, that's, oh, she's my fourth. Sorry. My, my second's my Cajun. Sorry. As Springsteen said, are you a Jersey girl? <laughs> I'm, I'm Teresa, but if you go. Oh. 
And hey, n- hey, 90s Con hey. has announced there will be a 90s Con in Tampa in September. No, oh. no, guess, no guests listed yet. Why but, are these um, things always in Florida? It doesn't matter, but Tampa is just as far for me. It adds the south tip of like down towards Miami. Like it's like it's it's like a 14 hour drive for me from to Florida. Florida is long. It's a long state. <laughs> That's what I she know, said. Danger <laughs> noodle. No problem. And, and I know Armory Cats will not be at that one because he has an uh, event in California uh, that particular weekend in September. So, mm-hmm. but uh, oh, Audrey Landers, I just found it. April 19th at 8 p.m. at the Sarasota Opera House. Here and now, it's called Oil Baron's Ball, starring Audrey Landers. I'm sorry, it's called the Oil oh, Baron's uh, Ball? Excuse me? Say this again. It's called, excuse it's me? called Oil Baron's Ball. Audrey is performing at the Sarasota what? Opera House. Holy shit. And I will I will post this on our page. There is a win premium box seats for two and entry to the after party. will be raffled off to two winners. That's cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And this weekend, uh, St. Patrick's weekend, is the trade days at South Fork Ranch. Oh, cool. Yeah. So lo- local area, vendors, and they will have live music and a car and truck auto show at the, as well. Awesome. Those are things that I left out at the beginning. So uh, join us next time where we'll be talking about season six, episode three, uh, episode 106 of the series Billion Dollar Question. That'll be in two weeks. Uh, Before that, we are, unless something goes wrong, we're supposed to be interviewing Morgan Brittany. Yes, you heard that correctly. Morgan Brittany, Catherine Wentworth will be joining us. Catherine. With those crazy eyes. Fucking Wentworth is going to join us. I'm so excited. And remember, when you you post, when you post on Twitter... Give a hashtag Dallas45. Well, um, until then, and we hope to see you at 90scon. Uh, bye. Bye, y'all. Y'all come back now, you hear? Next on Dallas. Yeah. Hey, you want me to lean on your brother, Bobby? Come down on Nelson. You know how to do it. It's time, Bob. Time to straighten out Daddy's affairs. You don't think maybe that reading Daddy's well would put you back at the helm of viewing oil, do you? Maybe you're afraid there might be some changes made around here. When I hired you, I hired you because I thought you'd be the best at running Harwood Oil. And if I had wanted a package that included sex, I would have hired your brother, Bobby. Bobby, one way or another, that will is going to be read. <laughs>